community health workers, or lovingly CHWs, are often seen as an extension of the healthcare system. They are most often community members who have specialized training on how to help their neighbors and friends identify and access needed health resources. By utilizing CHWs, programs are able to effectively address health disparities and affect the long-term behavior changes for those most at risk for chronic health conditions. Hello, and thank you for joining us in the latest episode of The Doctor Is In. My name is Dr. Maura Rossman, Howard County Health Officer. In this episode, we will be discussing the Health Department's recent grant initiative, which aims to address health disparities and the impact of chronic diseases like heart disease, kidney disease, and diabetes in specific communities in the county. And as a reminder to everyone, we live in this great, fantastic Howard County community, but there are individuals and communities where chronic disease is more prevalent and individuals have a harder time accessing the services that they need. So the health department has been working actually for many years in trying to reduce these disparities. And specifically last July, the health department was awarded a grant of just over $450,000 by the Maryland Department of Health, the CDC, and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to try to address these disparities. This grant is being used to create a network of certified community health workers, or CHWs, and we'll talk more specifically about them later on in the program, who will help the communities address chronic disease prevention and management and to decrease hospitalization among individuals who live in these identified communities. It will also bring together local organizations to provide ongoing support for the Community Health Worker Network. Today, you are in for a treat. We are joined by two guests who will discuss what this initiative hopes to achieve and how it hopes to achieve it. Our first guest is Ms. Shanae Vicks, Project Manager for the Health Disparities Grant Initiative at the Health Department. Shanae is also a community health equity and outreach coordinator. Shanae earned a Bachelor of Science degree in psychology from Morgan State University. She then furthered her studies to obtain a Master of Science degree in public health from John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health, where she focused her studies in health education and communication and earned a certification in maternal and child health. You're going to be listening to very well-educated people today. But her passion lies in advancing equity and support for underserved populations. The health department is grateful to Shanae and so delighted that she is part of our team. Welcome, Shanae, and thank you for joining today's podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's definitely an honor and a privilege to be here with you today. Awesome. So first, Keston, Shanae, can you share more about your role with this project and the team you are working with? Yeah, sure. So one, thank you for describing the project. I, I was going to start off by describing exactly what we were doing, but you did that so well. So I'll nix that. Thank you so much. So my specific role with the Health Disparities Grant is I am the project manager, the project lead. 
However, I am working with a team of phenomenal women who have been instrumental in the success of this grant so far. So everything from being the brainchild of these grant efforts to coordinating meetings and communication with our community health workers and our grantees, offering support during the meetings before, after, brainstorming ideas or helping with all things budget and contract related. This team of women, we, we cover it all. So I have to shout out the fantastic efforts of Linda Ashburn, Emily Phillips, Lois Jolenbeck, and uh, Vanda Lerdboom. They are just fantastic. And then, of course, we have our grantees and our CHWs who, without them, this wouldn't be possible either. So a wonderful team of people. Oh, I appreciate that, that shout out. And for those listeners, you too can become part of the Great Health Department team. Just go to our website and see what jobs may be available so that you too can be described as the awesome team making a big difference in our community. But meanwhile, back to our podcast. (laughs) So, So Shanae, thanks for that enthusiasm. Tell us a little more about health disparities related to chronic disease and how this grant is an opportunity to address this need in our community. Absolutely. So generally, our health indicators in in Howard County are strong, right? However, to your point, health disparities still exist. And there is data that shows that chronic disease tends to vary depending on which geographic area in Howard County you're looking at. So we looked at hospital utilization data and those rates for all visit types. And we found that certain zip codes had higher rates of chronic diseases. So we looked at diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, and chronic kidney disease, and we found that health disparities exist among those. And several of these zip codes were also identified with having higher rates and numbers of COVID-19 cases and deaths as well. So we looked at the data, we identified those zip codes most impacted, and we wanted to start our efforts in those areas first, right? So again, this is just a pilot project. So let's start small. And then if it's successful, if it's successful, which we hope it is, then we can expand to the other zip codes that exist in Howard County. But in addition to that, the Howard County Local Health Improvement Coalition, they also held a series of community forums, roundtable discussions, and focus groups where one of the key findings from those meetings was that people from many of the various communities needed help finding and connecting to the wealth of resources that exist in Howard County. And this need was described by some as a bridge, right? And so we wanted to provide this bridge to resources for communities experiencing these health disparities. And in our brains, this, it makes sense, right? Especially if research tells us that community health workers are the bridge between gaps in care and that they are shown to be effective in helping communities access resources and education to improve overall health. So it's kind of like, okay, we have all this information. There's some connections here. So let's just see if this method will have the same impact on the chronic conditions that we're trying to address here in our county as well. Right. And just as a reminder to our listeners, because I've used the term health disparities and you just explained it, But just to reiterate that, when we talk about health disparities, we're talking about certain conditions, in this case, chronic health conditions, where some communities are impacted more than other communities. And there should be no genetic or other reason why certain communities suffer, or and individuals, right, 
the individuals in those communities are suffering more than others. And what we've learned and research has shared with us, as Shanae mentioned, is that using certain strategies or bridges like community health workers help people either access services better, understand what their providers are telling them better, or explain how to use resources in their communities better. Absolutely. So you talked about, again, the, the certain communities that you'll be working in. How did your team go about identifying those communities? You mentioned a little bit about the data. Yeah, so of course, data is important in, in everything that we do here. So again, we first needed to identify areas of the county with higher rates of chronic disease, COVID-19 cases and deaths, as well as social vulnerabilities, right? They're all at play here. So we thought, okay, well, which county residents are going to the hospitals more? But not just going once, right? Which ones are being seen repeatedly at the hospital? Which residents are experiencing greater barriers to care or barriers to improved health outcomes, whether that's the cost, transportation, linguistic barriers, accessibility, right? The list goes on for all the different things that can contribute to gaps in care. So our wonderful epidemiologist here, Jania Curtis, gathered some quantitative data, and she found five zip codes with greater health disparities. And these zip codes span across Columbia, Laurel, Jessup, and Savage. Yep, they're scattered about. There's people who need help in a lot of different areas in Howard County, surprisingly. Absolutely. And I want to note to your point, you know, Howard County is known as somewhat wealthier county. And yes, there are large homes and people with really high paying salaries that live in these areas. But again, those things don't matter when it comes to some of these health disparities. So even with all of these factors, the, you know, the higher salary, the whatever, the access to grocery stores and things like that, the health disparities, they still exist. And so we're trying to figure out why and what we can do to decrease those health disparities. That's right, because if you don't have health, you don't have much, right? And unfortunately, for some people, you learn that too late. So we're really trying to bring prevention, not only, you know, recognizing people already with their chronic disease and helping them better manage it, but also prevent the chronic disease from the first place. Absolutely. So one of the things that I love about our health department and your team in particular is that we work with a lot of partners that we can't do this alone. We can't improve the health of Howard County individually by ourselves, even though we're also awesome. So tell us about your partner organizations and how the organizations and CHWs were recruited. Sure, absolutely. So we wanted to identify partner organizations based on two key factors. One, we wanted organizations with community expertise, right? How involved are they in their communities? What access or impact do they have on, the, on their communities? Can they provide knowledge on the communities that we're trying to address, right? And these partners will recruit the CHWs to provide input to this grant effort, as well as into a communications campaign, the educational materials that we're looking to develop and distribute throughout the communities, because we want to make sure that whatever our health message is, that it's effective and it's appropriate for the communities that we're trying to serve. The second thing, we wanted organizations who can support the CHWs. So we have 34 CHWs right now, and we wanted organizations who had the capacity to identify and recruit these community leaders 
but also provide monthly stipends and additional logistical support that is needed. Once those partners applied for the grant and they were awarded, they were tasked with identifying at least 10 community leaders to become certified community health workers. And we wanted community health workers who were trusted, well-known members of their community. So people who live, work, and play in the communities that they serve, people who have a thorough understanding of the strengths and the needs and the cultural norms of their communities as well. And the idea is that they serve as a link, or again, this bridge between the health and social service programs and the community to better educate their fellow community members about general health and wellness, that they're working to make health and social services more accessible, and that they're strengthening their communities to create positive behavior changes. That's great. So who are some of these partners that you've gotten so far? We've got some good ones. We have four grantees, the African-American Community Roundtable, Continental Societies Incorporated, the Columbia, Maryland chapter. We have Linda Ben Foundation and the Healthy Church. And then I want to say that we've also partnered with various bureaus from the health department, as well as Howard Community College and Howard County General Hospital to provide the community health worker training and practicum options as well. So it's definitely a team effort. Yeah, and we're so lucky to have such great partners, both internally and externally in our community. Absolutely. So going back to, you know, we have enthusiastic partners that certainly value this program. So tell us and tell our listeners a little bit more about why this community health worker strategy was selected and whether or not the health department has done this before. Yeah, sure. So I don't believe that this is a strategy that the health department has done before, which makes this project all the more exciting. And honestly, it adds a little bit of pressure in making sure that this actually works. (laughs) We want this to be successful. But in terms of just this community health worker strategy, I always like to say, who better to advocate for the needs of their fellow community members than someone who is actually personally connected to them? Someone, again, who has this truly deeper understanding of the strengths and the needs and the culture of the people that they're serving. And I think that this is a great model for Howard County and for the health department. Again, there are health disparities and gaps in care that exist, and they're difficult to address because Howard County is so diverse. But working at this community level seems to be a reasonable strategy to me and one where we can learn intimately about the various communities that exist. And our community health workers, I mean, research shows that they're effective in advocating for change and for cultural competency of services. So we definitely want to utilize them for that, all while trying to encourage this positive behavior, health behavior change among community residents. Yeah. So although this is the first time Howard County Health Department is embarking on a a project with community health workers, uh, there is research showing that community health workers who are professionals, who are paid, and who then can also bill and be reimbursed for services is an effective strategy. So we're really excited and no pressure. If you don't try something, you'll never know. So we have the, you know, Shanae is talking about the courage to try something new provided, you know, we do our homework and we do our best. So I I thank you for your courage. So it sounds really exciting to be a community health worker. So what can someone do if they're interested in becoming a community health worker? 
Yeah, so the recruitment phase for this grant has passed, but it doesn't mean you can't become a certified community health worker. It's still possible to do that. So if you are interested in becoming a community health worker, you should look for an accredited community health worker training program. And you can start your search on the maryland.gov website, and it will actually provide you with a list of accredited programs that exist across the state. For this grant, I mentioned we partnered with Howard Community College and Howard County General Hospital, and they'll be the ones that certify our CHWs, but their programs are offered to anyone who is interested, and there are many other training programs available in other counties across the state as well. But I will say just kind of the basic standard or rule of thumb to getting certified is you need to complete at least 100 hours of learning, complete a 40-hour in-person field practicum, and then an assessment as well. Right. And we'll talk to Kirk a little more about that in a minute or two. So before we finish up, um, Shanae, talking with you, we've talked about the community health workers, but what about our listeners who may be saying, hey, I'm one of those individuals who has a chronic health condition and can use some help, or I think my community is in need of help. Where can someone reach out? Yeah, so I would say keep an eye out throughout the community for any flyers that might be posted. Our CHWs will be getting business cards soon, but we're also providing them with additional community engagement training, right? So they are getting really creative about finding ways to connect with the community. So they're attending local events at various county schools with PTAs. They're connecting with the county libraries, places of worship, senior centers. They're getting ready to set up a table at the mall. So we're getting them connected everywhere we can. And I do want to note that while our efforts are focused on the five key zip codes that we've identified based on the data, our CHWs can still help connect residents living outside of those zip codes as well. We're not turning anybody away. Those five key zip codes are just going to be used for the purpose of this grant and evaluation and data. But come one, come all, our goal is a a healthy Howard County. So if you see any of our community health workers out in the community, please feel free to stop by and say, hey, let them know what your needs are, or even feel free to reach out to me personally and I can get you connected as well. And we have a tool, right, called Care App. Absolutely. And anyone, anywhere can access in order to find resources. Can you tell our listeners about that? Yeah, sure. So Care App is phenomenal. For those who are unfamiliar, Care App is an online directory and referral tool that is used to connect people to free and reduced cost community programs and services. And so these programs and services, they span resources for food, health, housing, education, employment assistance, transportation, you name it, they have it. And so with the Care App tool, our community health workers will complete a needs assessment for the residents in Howard County. And based on the results of that needs assessment, they'll be able to search for various available programs or resources that the resident may need. But even if you're not connected with a community health worker, you can still do the same thing. You can use Care App, type in your zip code, and a whole slew of resources will be provided for you. You can, again, search by zip code. You can search by category. And Care App is awesome because they offer multiple language translations as well. And it's free. And it's free. And it's free. Well, thank you for that. We just spoke with Ms. Shanae Vicks about how this initiative hopes to better the health of our communities and individuals in key zip codes. 
One of the components of this initiative is community health workers. Community health workers, or lovingly CHWs, are often seen as an extension of the healthcare system. They are most often community members who have specialized training on how to help their neighbors and friends identify and access needed health resources. By utilizing CHWs, programs are able to effectively address health disparities and affect the long-term behavior changes for those most at risk for chronic health conditions. So let's talk to our next awesome guest, Mr. Kirk Rookwood. A little bit about Kirk. Kirk is a certified community health worker who leads the Healthy Church, which is also a partner in this grant initiative, as Sinead previously mentioned. Kirk's ministry goal is to create innovative programs and outreach ministries that provide resources to the community and connect them to health physically, mentally, socially, and spiritually. He has a master's in religion and a master's in pastoral studies from Azusa Pacific University and is nearing the end of another master's in religious education at the University of Toronto. I told you we were talking to really smart people. He has been in Howard County community for over the past 10 years. Welcome, Kirk. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. So let's start by telling us a little more about yourself, your background, and the work you are currently doing in the community. Uh, yes. So uh, my name is Kirk Rookwood. As mentioned earlier, I was born in Jamaica. I grew up in Canada. And for some reason, I end up in the U.S. military, where I served for nine years. So that was an interesting transition. Folks used to make fun of me that I was a Jamaican-Canadian serving in the U.S. military. So my background is awesome. I've lived in the North. I've lived in on the West Coast. I've lived on the in the South. And I'm, I'm now living in the East. So I have a lot of experience. Um, I've talked to a lot of folks, got to know many people in the communities that I serve. So now I'm living in Howard County, the greatest county in the world. I love it. Um, I love everyone here. And it's just awesome to be a part of the work in this community as a church. We've been doing this now for a few years, and our name is called The Healthy Church, right? And it's called The Healthy Church for a reason, because our goal and our purpose is to help people to get healthy mentally, physically, and spiritually. And that's always been our goal. And we look forward to this opportunity to work as a CHW and as a sponsor in this program. Well, thank you, Kirk. Thank you for your service. And you certainly are very international and well-rounded. So, so glad that you have time to, to chat with us today. So tell us a little more maybe about the Healthy Church and why you feel it's so important to become involved in this project. Um, yes. Yeah. So over the years, I've been doing some research on health within our church community. And the statistics are clear that health disparities and health-related issues are widespread within the church community. In fact, the statistics is that over 70% of those who attend church on a regular basis are unhealthy. They face numerous health challenges, such as chronic disease, obesity, and just um, issues with all kinds of health areas, finances, and otherwise relationships. So we wanted to do work in this area. 
So we've been doing this now for a few years. We've conducted health forums um, where we teach folks on health-related issues such as dietary choices, financial wellness. We've done stuff on mental health. One of our main focus is to help folks with stress, anxiety, and depression, which is widespread in the church, but many folks do not seek help in these areas. So we've been doing this now for three years. We also conduct emotional wellness conferences. We did that over the last year in partnership with the Horizon Foundation because they saw what we're doing in the community. So they partnered with us to provide mental health conferences to individuals. We also conduct a food bank or food distribution program where we supply food to the Howard County Food Bank. And we're one of the largest donors in Howard County when it comes to food. So over the years, we've seen the need. So when this opportunity came to partner with the Howard County Health Department, we were excited. So yeah, so, and that's where we are. Yeah, we've done prior podcasts talking about mental health needs and the social determinants like food and housing that you mentioned that too many people in Howard County, too many of our neighbors and friends don't have the things that they need to lead healthy lives despite trying. So how do you think your work as a CHW will assist you in helping your congregation? So not only our congregation, but also the community. But as a CHW, so far, um, we've helped numerous individuals within our church. We believe that knowledge is key. And when you have knowledge on the resources that are available to you, it's key to you gaining success in life and living a healthy lifestyle. So first, we make sure that congregation knows all of the resources that are available in Howard County. So we start there and then we move to the community, right? I always encourage folks within our congregation to get involved, to get involved with those especially who are in great need. So therefore, not only do I teach them, but I also encourage them to go out in the community to do the work. So because of that, some of the individuals in our congregation are also CHWs because I explained to them the program and they were delighted to be a part of it. So one, they learn and now they're teaching. Teacher, learner, learner, teacher, right? They all go together. So what will be the process that the CHWs will use to identify the individuals in the community who are in most need of help? What I try to do is to I try to teach individuals to go to places that they know that individuals are in need. For, for instance, I would go to the food bank and just to talk to folks and say, I know that you're here for food, but there's other resources that are available in Howard County. I went to the food bank just one day and I was able to help 10 individuals within a one hour span that came to the food bank. It was ironic, but because the food bank was closed that day, so I brought the food to the food bank, a whole bunch of food in my food truck. And these individuals that came weren't aware that the food bank was closed, right? So again, knowledge, 
right? They had no idea that it was closed. In fact, I, I didn't know it was closed either. So I just parked there and individuals came one by one. And I just said, okay, I have food. I know you guys came here and the, the, the food bank is closed. So, you know, I can give you guys food. But they also ask, are you in need of anything else? So I end up helping 10 individuals with other resources that are available in the community, such as finances, housing, health, and so forth. So I encourage my CHWs to do stuff like that, right? Go to the library during the day where you know that people who are unemployed are at the library on the computer trying to, to find jobs. So just, you know, say hi and, and, and just um, say, you know, do you need help with anything? I'm a CHW and I provide helpful resources in the community. Another avenue is places such as the thrift store or Salvation Army, where you know that people who are in need shop at. So just, you know, go out there and, you know, if, if you're extroverted enough just to say hi, um, I also work as a CHW, do you need help with anything else. So these are the resources that I use and I encourage others to use. Sounds like you're meeting people where they are, right? Rather than uh, sort of traditional medical practices, you know, the people have to go to where the medical resources are. So that's really awesome. Can you share any success stories that you or your CHWs who you've trained have had? Yes. So for myself, we just help a family gain housing. They came to me or I approached them and they told me their situation. January, I think, 3rd. And they said, we have to be out of our house by February 1st. So therefore, I started the process, just referring them to organization, following up. And we were able to help them to attain housing already. So within about three weeks. So um, that's one of my successful stories. But other folks have told me how they also went to a food bank, another food bank, and they just had a table out there available for folks to walk by. Those who were able to stop because they saw the resources um, that the community offered, those CHWs were also able to help those folks with other resources. And I also, no, uh, for one individual that was, even though this person is in college, right, they wanted more information on schools um, and financial aid and so forth. So I know that one of my CHW was able to help her with to gain access to financial aid and to other financial resources that the community offered. So yeah, lots and lots of successful stories. Wow. And I'm sure you, you could go on but we only have a limited a time. Uh, so thank you for sharing those great stories. Is there anything else you would like to share about your work with the Healthy Church? Yes. So as I said before, you know, we're very interested in health. We know that there are many needs out there. So yeah, whatever help that you know you guys can further or provide us further, we will be happy to be a part of that. But Right now, right, is just to, you know, keep supporting us in this way as sponsors. I know Shanae and the team, they've been great to us and um, they are very helpful in everything that we ask for. So I really thank the Howard County Health Department for the job that you guys continue to do and um, how you guys continue to support us. So, yeah. 
Well, I thank you for that. And believe it or not, our time is up. So I want to thank Shanae and Rick for joining us and you listeners for joining us. I hope today you've learned something about community health workers and how community health workers help individuals in the community and in specific communities improve their overall health. If you have questions or want to learn more about today's topic, send us an email to askhealth at howardcountymd.gov. And again, thank you for taking part of your day to listen. And please join us next time for The Doctor Is In when we will have a surprise guest host talk about Black maternal health. So be sure to join us and have a great day. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Radio.